Yeah, you know, I think the last thing is just finding and retaining great talent. So the, the key to our success is, is creating great people on the team who understand the mission and believe in the vision that we've set. And, and uh, we're fortunate to have just an exceptional group of folks who are helping us build the product and support our customers. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here today with James Creech. James is the co-founder and CEO of Measure Studio. James, welcome to My Company Story. Thanks, Don. Glad to be here. So let me tell the audience, James, a little bit about who they're listening to, and then you can fill in the blanks for me then. Mm -hmm. Measure Studio is a social analytics tool that benchmarks content performance across Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, funding success Full content strategy isn't easy, but with Measure Studio brands, publishers and creators can identify which posts are doing well and what can be improved. So with that, can you fill in the blanks for our audience who are primarily founders and CEOs of other companies listening to this, James, and tell them who they're hearing. I mean, who are they listening to? What, why should they listen to? Why should they keep listening to the rest of the show <laughs> you know, sure. based on who you are? So how many employees? Tell me the size of your company. Give us an yep. idea who, who, what you've got going on there. Yeah, so uh, the business is about 23 employees. We're still relatively small building social media measurement tools. And I'm sure many people out there said, okay, you know, look, I've heard about social analytics tools in the past, but what's different about Measure Studio is we're not just focused on social publishing, right? We're not focused on community management or workflow or um, you know, any of the things that you might think of like a Hootsuite or a Sprout Social. We wanted to drill deep on business intelligence, answer the tough questions about, hey, which pieces of content are actually performing well across my Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat uh, accounts, and what's maybe not doing so well? What's not resonating with my audience? How do I make better content? How can this inform the content creation and the distribution strategy? Thank you for that, James. So James, are your typical customers, are they large enterprise organizations or are they mid-sized companies, a service, manufacturing? I mean, give, give our audience an idea of who is a typical client of yours. Yeah, it really runs the gamut, right? We power some of the world's largest uh, publishers and, and content creators from um, you know, IGN to Minute Media to uh, Toonstar, Group 9 Media, so some of these large media companies. But we also work with individual content creators who just have a, you know, a small presence or a growing presence on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we work with solopreneurs, small businesses, agencies. So it's really designed to have an affordable entry point and then scale up as, um, you know, as the demand increases. The way we do our pricing is it's based on how many social accounts you want to measure and then how many team members have access. We try to tie it to value and make it accessible to both small and large corporations alike. So can you give us an, uh, an example of a typical client, a mid-sized firm, let's say that, uh, or like our audience that might be listening, someone of the company about your size, what do you do for them and how does that work? I mean, how does your engagement look? Sure. So when they sign up to Measure Studio, they can add their social accounts. So they authorize data from the various platforms where they're you know, distributing social content. And then we ingest as much data as possible and we start benchmarking your content performance. So that's the first thing is just understand what is the normative range, right? What's the average uh, engagement, viewership, impression activity that a post will receive? And then what's, what are the outliers and, and why did that content do so well? What posts on Instagram stories are really resonating? And you know we're actually saving that data forever, even after it might expire from the Instagram account. And then we're getting real-time data. We're tracking hourly data performance for the first three days, which is critical for ranking in search. 
So, you know, in that early content window, you want to make sure you're getting organic discovery, you're getting uh, placed high in the search results so that people will find your content. Um, so we have really good ways to measure that. And then we do easy post comparison. So you can say, you know, hey, across all my video content, across my photo or carousel activity, um, what is working, right? How can I compare this post against that post? How can I see which videos are driving revenue, which have high CPMs, so that you can look at ways to move the needle for viewership, audience, and, and revenue? I see. So you're really, you're working with the marketing departments within corporations then and giving that marketing team real great analytics, much better than they get right now from Google Analytics or anything, any of the basic tools. You're really ramping that up on steroids and giving it to them in a really much more robust way so that they can see exactly what's working. I'm thinking, for example, I have a, I work with a, a manufacturing company, a mid-sized manufacturing company, we've got 30 employees and they post things on YouTube and Instagram and whatnot. And they're just out there and they've got a team of two people that are, you know, doing a great job of, of what they're doing, but you would work with a team like that to give them the kind of really depth knowledge of that video really resonated, but this one didn't. Is it that type of thing? Exactly right. And, and you hit the nail on the head that, you know, there are uh, native platform analytics, uh, but the problem is they're siloed. So you can go to YouTube and, and, you know, actually YouTube Creator Studio is pretty robust, but then you go to something like Instagram analytics and there's some data there, but it can be more limited. And then of course you can't compare and contrast the content that you have on Instagram with that on YouTube. So Measure Studio brings that all into one place, goes far beyond what the native platform analytics offer. And then, you know, our tagline is it's dauntingly powerful, but stupidly simple, right? So green is good, <laughs> red is bad. Like we, we, we try to make it as easy as possible. We want to super serve the data nerds that want to get in there and, you know, get their hands dirty and, you know, take them out of Airtable or Excel and all the manual analysis. But just, you know, someone like you or me that doesn't know SQL or, or doesn't know how to stand up uh, data infrastructure, we don't have to worry about that. I can just plug in my social accounts. A small medium business can, can say, hey, now I really understand which of my posts right. are, are, are doing well and how do I lean into that and create more content like that in the future? That's great, James. Tell us, tell our audience, if you can, a little bit about how, how have you guys, how have you been doing? How's the company going? These Are you growing in this pandemic uh, 2021? I mean, here we are in January of 2021 right now, but during the past year, how, have sales been robust? Have there been more demand for what you're looking for? And how has that been going? How have you been yeah. running the company? So it's a, it's a tricky time, right? Because, um, you know, we, we have been developing this product for about two years. We did a closed beta in 2019, uh, now have kind of hit public launch in, in our stride. So it's, it's an exciting time for the future of the business. Um, obviously, last year was, was challenging for many companies. And so uh, in the early days of, of the coronavirus pandemic, there was a lot of uncertainty. Hey, you know, what's going to happen to the digital media space? How will social content perform? Uh, what do budgets look like, right? People didn't want to, to make commitments, but then we just saw explosive numbers throughout the summer and then things really picked up in the fall. And, and what we're seeing is that, um, you know, amidst all of the horrible things about the pandemic, it's, it's accelerated the rate of, of digital technology transformation. So people are spending more time on social media, right? There's not as much traditional entertainment content, so feature films, TV being produced. People are turning to their phones, they're doing more gaming, they're, they're watching more content on social platforms. And it's become one of the most effective ways to reach an audience. So as a marketer, you have to think about where is my audience spending time these days? How can I get in front of them? And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, we're, we're kind of in the, in the midst of those tailwinds. So we've been writing that and working closely with um, these publishers, media companies uh, that are finding success on social media and want to continue to level up that performance. So we signed a number of new customers last year. Um, we actually also too, uh, were instrumental in, in uh, helping to manage the social strategy for the Joe Biden for president campaign, 
which was an absolutely transformational thing for our business. So getting to work closely with the, the Biden-Harris uh, digital team and informing, you know, in the, in the midst of a, a crucial election, hey, we can't do the same campaign tactics that we would in a normal cycle. We can't do as many in-person events. We can't go door knocking, right? All these limitations. So social media and online content became more important than ever. And it was incredible to work with them so closely in the months leading up to the election to say, hey, you know, these are the types of posts that are, that are really resonating, getting out your message, encouraging voter registration, you know, finding the, the things, hitting the key points that they needed to, to communicate. And they were able to do that, you know, leveraging the, the tools that Measure Studio gave them. Yeah, that's fascinating. That, that really describes well how society has changed and how politics in this is really combined to really make a huge impact on our real day-to-day -day lives out there. What are you excited about the next few years? I mean, the next year and the next few years, where do you see the future of this industry going? I mean, you're in the middle of the hot seat right now. Yeah. And you've got the best view of anybody on the mountain. Where do you see going uh, if you can look down the hill? What, what things look like down there in the next this year or years past? Yeah. And well, in the year's future, I'm sorry, years in the future. Sure, sure. There are a number of changes that are already here for us, right? So number one is that the social media model is, is changing, right? We, we have this social media 1.0 approach to, to broadcast content. So YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you think of, okay, I'm going to create a piece of content that's designed for mass consumption. I am putting this out into the world, right? But we're seeing a new generation of social platforms emerge that for them, maybe scale isn't the ultimate goal, right? Or the focus is more on private communities. So we think about things like um, Clubhouse, right? The, the audio messaging app that's gaining in popularity. It's about kind of these closed um, invite-only conversations at the moment. Uh, same thing is true of community with text, text messaging and, and uh, Obama joined the platform last year, got, got a lot of attention for that. OnlyFans it was probably the fastest growing social network of last year. Um, and, you know, that identity is changing, but it's all about kind of uh, monetizing super fandom. So, you know, that's one of these moves is, is a, a shift towards private communities, uh, both on the traditional 1.0 platforms and then this, this new class of emerging social platforms. Uh, you know, the other thing is we're seeing a lot more activity around live streaming and e-commerce. So there's some exciting, you know, future um, options there. And then just the creator economy, right? The fact that uh, there's this whole new um, emerging a segment of, of people who make their living as a content creator, whether they're a podcaster, uh, you know, a TikTok creator, someone who has an Etsy store, right? any of these people who are saying, you know, this is what I produce and, and I'm, I'm finding a direct channel to monetize it. Uh, and that's what our tools are designed to facilitate. We want to help people make money doing what they love and help fuel that passion economy. Right. I, I hear you. So I hear what you're saying is that what we're seeing is this trend is just the beginning. We're at 1.0 right now, and it's going to be 2.0 and 3.0 before we know it. And mm -hmm. that wave is going to continue in that direction as uh, for obvious reasons out there. And you're right. You're positioned to be right in the right spot to, uh, to uh, help people along the, that journey, it sounds like. Yeah, that's the goal, right? I mean, for us, the reason we started the business was to solve a problem. We've been in the social media space for over a decade. You know, we've been building technology. My, my co-founder Thomas and I have been, you know, partners in building tools for uh, people to understand social media data for over five years. And so, you know, what gets us out of bed every morning is, hey, how do we make people's lives easier? And how do we help inform the work that they're doing and, and uh, you know, make transformational progress? That's wonderful, James. James, let's shift a little bit now, if we can, over to the challenges that you have had running a company like this in a dynamic industry with all these changes going on, 25 people working for you that are counting on you for their livelihood to put bread on the table and pay the rent. You know, what, what are the challenges that come to mind uh, uh, that you've had to face in these past few months or past few years in growing your company and keeping it and sustaining it like that? 
Yeah, gosh, uh, it feels like there's a new challenge every day, but some of the key themes, you know, thinking back over the course of the business, uh, you know, number one is just the fact um, that we, we bootstrapped the company. So my, my partners and I uh, put our own money in and have grown it organically over the years, which is exciting, right? It's, it's nice to be able to control your own destiny and the freedom that, that that affords you. But at the same time, there's also some limitations. You have to be very careful about the decisions you make. And, you know, we're always testing and learning and iterating and finding little experiments of, of okay, what can we do and what's working? But um, with that too, you have to be very conscientious about how you place your bets. So um, trade-offs with, as with anything, but, but certainly bootstrapping is, is something that comes to mind. You know, aside from that, you know, we're, we're very aware that we are building a business in other people's backyards. So being so dependent on the uh, social platform APIs uh, means we need to be always be a good partner of YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You know, we're looking to roll out TikTok on Measure Studio in the near future. So um, for for us, it's it's essential to make sure we're constantly staying ahead of uh, the the changing landscape in social media and and, and the digital media space more broadly. And then oh, the last me. thing, can, can, wait, yeah, can I add, let, let me ask you a little bit more about that. So you're obviously you're dependent on working with YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and those 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 companies. But what do you mean by uh, you're playing in their backyard, meaning you're working with them, but you, do, do you mean by the challenges that your team has to keep up with what their algorithms are doing and how they're interacting, their APIs and all of those changes going on? Is that what you mean by the challenge that you face in that area? Absolutely. And in fact, I'll give you a, a more concrete example. So about two years ago, right, when Cambridge Analytica rocked the social media world, uh, obviously big data breach, uh, Facebook uh, no, notably had to make some drastic changes to the way that it uh, protected data and then the partners that it worked with. Um, now, you know, we, at that time, they decided to deprecate and get rid of the Instagram API because um, it had been used for a variety of purposes and, and was deemed not as secure as it should have been. And they consolidated everything into what is called the Facebook Graph API, which powers both Facebook and Instagram insights. And uh, the process for getting approved for the, the Graph API became much more restrictive. Now, luckily, you know, we're a, we're a Facebook uh, Graph API partner. We've been using the, the, app, the API and their tools for a number of years, but there were companies in our space that went out of business overnight, right? And so that's one of the challenges of, of uh, working the space is if you can't keep up or if you can't adapt to that change, then, you know, you, uh, you might go extinct. And then, you know, for us, it, it was an opportunity because we said we've, we've been leaning into this trend for a while. We kind of saw the direction that was going that you need to be very conscientious as a developer about the types of permissions that you request. We never were asking for permissions that we didn't need. You have to be very specific about that. And then we have to be good stewards of the data and make sure that we're protecting the user's privacy and also acting in the best interests of the platform and the, the overall ecosystem. Yeah, I've been hearing from uh, other entrepreneurs I talked to who are using those uh, spaces to increase their businesses that they're quite concerned that people, companies like Apple and Google are getting pressure to uh, uh, be very, uh, you know, more closed with the information that they, that sharing less information that they have and really being uh, changing the landscape and what, what marketing can do because that's becoming uh, harder and harder to get as much information as you had in the past. Do you see that going on or that trend happening in that direction too? Definitely do. And it's different for each player. I mean, Apple uh, famously, right, uh, prides itself as being a leader in privacy, but it's what, you know, um, Ben Thompson from Stratechery would call a strategy credit, meaning, you know, their, their uh, differentiator, their business model is predicated on them being a closed system. So they want you to stay within the Apple environment and use Apple software, use Apple hardware. And so for them to emphasize privacy, 
you know, it, it's aligned with their interests anyway. It's, it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're, you're patting yourself on the back for something that is, is within your own self-interest. Uh, Facebook, though, is a bit surprising. Obviously, they op operated on more of a, an open um, public model. And, and so I think they've been in the hot seat. You know, I think Mark Zuckerberg um, spent a little bit more time in Congress than he would have liked. And so I think he saw the writing on the wall and, and said, OK, well, we could fight this or we could kind of lean into recognizing that privacy is important. And that's where the, the, the business is heading in the future. So, um, you know, whether it's GDPR or, you know, some of the California privacy regulations, and obviously there's even more coming. It was, it was clear that's where the trend is going. And so Facebook just said, hey, rather than fight this, let's get on board and embrace it. And, and it's a good thing. It's, it's the right thing for consumers. It's, it's um, uh, perhaps even the right thing for these big organizations because tech giants, it could kind of reinforce their position. As, a, as an emerging social platform, it's even harder to compete and comply these days, which makes it harder for someone like a TikTok or these emerging social platforms to, to go up against the, the, the existing incumbents. But um, yeah. that's certainly at play. That, that, that would be interesting to, to, uh, to be in part of that and, and really have to play in that playground or that, in that yard like you're talking about doing right now. Yeah. That's a huge challenge for you. So, so the challenges are the bootstrapping challenge. Of course, every entrepreneur faces that, you know, limited resources. How do you get the most out of the money that you do have coming in the door? Yep. And then the, you know, playing, keeping on top of what the other, uh, what your vendors and the, your key people that you have to rely on happening out there. Was there another challenge that you can think of or that's come to mind that uh, uh, that you've had to face as a CEO of a, of a mid-sized company? Yeah, you know, I think the last thing is just finding and retaining great talent. So the, the key to our success is, is creating great people on the team who understand the mission and believe in the vision that we've said. And, and uh, we're fortunate to have just an exceptional group of folks who are helping us build the product and support our customers. And so that's what I feel the most fortunate about is getting to work with awesome people every day. But, you know, making sure that we're, we're doing the things that keep them. I always tell people I want to make sure you're having fun and that you're being challenged. So as long as we can check those boxes, um, then I, we feel good about it. So James, what what makes you guys unique? I mean, why would a why would a talented programming engineer want to go to work? I mean, they're 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 in high demand right now. I mean, sure. why you? I mean, what do you do to recruit people, to find people, to get them on board, to get to retain them? I mean, what are some of the things that you're doing that uh, in, that are finding success in that area? Yeah. So you know, most people we source through our network. We're we're fortunate that you know, especially on the for our business hires, a lot of them come through referrals. People we know being in the industry, it's just we found the best way to hire and make sure that okay, this person has the right experience and relationships that we're looking for. On the tech side, it can absolutely be more challenging, and, and you know, most of our company uh, is engineering. So you know, the, the balance of folks is really in, in product and, and uh, technology, and so. You know, we'll, we'll leverage recruiters. Again, we source through network when developers on the team have great, you know, professional contacts or friends or people they've worked with in the past. Um, you know, the way that we retain and, and excite people is number one, we make sure that, you know, we compensate them well and give them, uh, you know, opportunities within the business. And, and a lot of that's really around responsibility and growth trajectory. So, hey, uh, we want you to lead this new initiative or, you know, we're very transparent and we want you to have uh, a role, a seat at the table, right, and, and shaping the direction of the, of the company. So we just had our, our global all hands uh, last week, and you know we have team members distributed here throughout the U.S., but also pretty large presence in, in Europe and, and in um, some other team members in Asia. And so just getting everyone uh, on the same video call and talking about this is how we did last year, um, good, bad, and the ugly, and this is uh, the goals for this year and, and where we're going. And and I think that's probably the most empowering thing for the team is just saying, hey, here's how we're doing. And we're here to listen. And you know, I, my role is to empower you and remove the obstacles to your success. Um, what can we do to, to to further support you? Those are the things that I think resonate with the team and get people excited to, to stay. 
That's great, James. It sounds like it's a great company to work for. And what you've really illustrated is how you're a servant leader. You're out there to help support your people so they can, you get the obstacles out of their way so they can do their job. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, James, great talking to you. It's been about 20 minutes now. It goes by fast, I know. So uh, <laughs> I want to, I really appreciate you uh, spending time with, uh, with me talking about this. I'm sure our audience will love hearing uh, your story. And I'll put in the show notes ways to get a hold of you in case anyone wants to reach back out to you and talk to you more. So again, yeah, thanks very thanks, much for Don. being on the show, James. No, I appreciate that. If anyone wants to get in touch, please check out the website measure.studio. Um, I'm also very active on LinkedIn. So connect with me there, follow me on LinkedIn for updates. And then I also host a podcast. So uh, love connecting with fellow podcasters. And I'm always talking to entrepreneurs and, and people in the digital media ecosystem on my podcast, All Things Video. So thanks for the opportunity. Great to be here. Perfect, James. Thanks very much. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week. So please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.